Hey, hey, this is my follow-up episode with John Venus, a YouTube fitness star. If you haven't checked out the first one, please make sure that you go back one episode and listen to it just so you can stay on the same page as us because we're going to dive a lot deeper into content creation and how to position yourself as a vegan expert because as we know, we're already in the vegan niche. It seems very saturated, but when you look from an outside perspective, there's no one and it's the best time right now, like John Venus is going to tell us, to hop right in and make a killing. Now, if you did enjoy the first one and you're already making it to the second one, please consider Consider writing a review, following the podcast, liking the podcast, whatever you can do to promote the podcast because it makes a world of a difference for me, for the community, help other people find it, and it just creates a whole new vibe. So if you do want to support it, if you want to stay tuned for all the other episodes that are up to come, please make sure that you smash whatever button you see. <laughs> Man, it's not like YouTube, you can't subscribe. But besides the point, I hope you enjoy the second episode with John Venus where we dive a lot deeper. And you mentioned equipment and how just a camera and a face and a vision is able to to inspire so many people. Is there any specific investment less than $100? I guess you hear Tim Ferriss ask these questions a lot, but I really wanted to ask you. Yeah. That really made a, a solid impact on your life. Less than $100? <laughs> yeah, or investment that people can instantly take action on that does not require a big upfront fee. I'll, I'll tell you what, like, I think I'm a big believer in information and I, I just say getting educated with uh, books and audiobooks and that kind of stuff is going to be the best thing, best investment that you can do. And you don't even have to pay for it. There's a lot of uh, free content online. And, you know, if you want to uh, get some extra good information, just go to Amazon and pay five or 10 or $15 for a book. And, you know, just one book can change your life and how you look at things and how you run your business or whatever. So it's really, really you know, it's probably one of the best returns of investment you can ever put in. So I, I just believe in education so much. And, yeah, it's just something that I've been doing more and more over the years and <clears throat> just exploring all kinds of different aspects uh, in, in terms of business and life and all kinds of stuff. So it's it's just amazing. Do you remember a specific book that had a had an impact on you? Oh man, there's so many I don't even know where to begin. But um, <laughs> the I, last one you read? Yeah, well, the last. Well, I'm reading *Sapiens* right now, which is not business related, but it's. I I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've come probably like a third of the way through, and it's really interesting because. You know, you don't really learn about these things in school of, like, you know, whatever uh, happened <laughs> to humankind and different species and, like, what humans uh, have done throughout history. And uh, it was super interesting to know that, you know, human beings have uh, kind of been, you know, responsible for species in extinction from, like, you know, <laughs> since the beginning of time, like, humans have been so destructive. And uh, it's, it's it's nothing new, like, you know, when you're you wake up to this, uh, you know, a animal cruelty thing and environmental pollution and, and uh, greenhouse gases, you kind of like, you know, you get shocked and you think it's a 21st century problem, but it's always been a problem since the beginning of time, or not the beginning of time, but at least, you know, since a couple or like a 100,000 years ago. So it was really interesting perspective to get. And um, yeah, it was just something that I never learned before. But uh, in terms of like what book I, I've learned the most from, or the the one that actually... Uh, kind of got me started on everything in terms of business and got me interested in business was definitely the 4-Hour Workweek uh, by Tim Ferriss. Um, that was definitely uh, one of my favorite ones at the time. 
Oh yeah, four hour work. <laughs> Same man. When I read that book, it completely blew the the way I saw efficiency because I was playing football, so we usually played like twelve hours a week on the field at with school. So we had the mindset of just putting as much work in as possible. But then the right. four hour work week completely turned that on its head. So yeah, that's a, definitely a great book. People should check out. Yeah, definitely. As like, because I know, man, <laughs> I I have so many questions. Like, I have so many questions on my paper that I would love to shoot at you. But again, I know your time is super valuable. Just as uh, we we got time, man. Whatever you need, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> the weekend, man. I I uh, I, I uh, scheduled out this whole day for for the podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick, man. That's sick. So, I guess in terms of, I wanted to go back maybe more specifically into market research because. Again, it's about scheduling, it's about really organizing the thumbnails, but how do you go about knowing, are you going to do either a what I eat in a day, are you going to do what is raw foods, are you going to talk about acne? Mm -hmm. How does your process go about finding these different topics and making them relevant to the kind of flow that you're creating with the posting schedule? Yeah, so basically the way that it normally goes, and I can't speak for everyone, but for uh, I'm connected with a lot of other YouTubers and influencers and you have to experiment in the beginning when you're starting to grow you have to experiment all kinds of different videos different styles and then you have to see which uh, ones the audience responds the best to and you know that that can get that can take months it's not like you know you post two videos and then you, you know exactly what to do it can take months or even years but once you find that you can you have something to uh, you know, study. You can you know look at the analytics, look at the audience retention. You know why is this performing better than other things? Is it because I'm more high energy? Is it because I'm sharing more of a vulnerable story, or is it because I'm showing exactly what I eat to build muscle? Or you know, so you have to like study the content that uh, does well, and then just try to make that type of content more often. Um, but still, a lot of people get stuck in just doing the same kind of thing until their channel dies. And that is, that's probably happened to 99% of people on YouTube and, and will still continue to happen because people are afraid of uh, kind of reinventing themselves. Um, so it, it's all about doing what works, but also keep experimenting and trying different things and new things um, because thing, attention dies out and you have to find different ways of you know keeping it alive. So you have to constantly try to um, test different things out. As far as reaching out to other influencers, is it just organic? Like you, you find someone that you really re relate to, and you say, "Hey, do we collab?" How does that work out? Because I always see, for example, if you look at uh, Casey Nazat, he was doing a bit of of uh, partnerships with other YouTubers, and I was wondering, do they like DM each other? Do you like organize a monetization of sorts, or is it just like, "Hey, do you want to hang hang out together?" Yeah, I think it's it's more more informal. It's just like you know, you want to hang out together. Um, you know, they uh, especially with the huge channels with millions and millions of subscribers each. Like it's it's n it's not a big uh, you know. Uh, it, it's kind of easy to know that you can benefit from each other if you have millions of followers um, that you can you know um, work or kind of like expose to each other. So if if you have big followings, I think it's a lot easier to collaborate. But I know for myself because one, I'm in a very very specific niche, which is very <laughs> unpopular. Uh, so for me, it has never been uh, easy to get collaborations. I think I've probably done like 
even up to this day, probably like three collabs or something uh, in, in years and years and years. And I, it's not like I've tried either to collaborate a lot, but it's still, um, you know, if, you, if you're doing more mainstream stuff, uh, it's going to be a lot easier uh, to collaborate. Uh, but if you're doing, you know, talking about veganism, you know, the vegans are less than 1% of the population or whatever, so it's kind of hard to, to find those people who are also doing the same thing as you. Um, so yeah, and then obviously, like if you're a vegan, <laughs> like in the like already, you're kind of like alienating yourself and kind of, you know, it, it's it's a really tricky situation because a lot of people uh, fear veganism and and people who are vegan, so they don't even want to consider collabing with you. Where <laughs> 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 it has been the case for a lot of people, um, it hasn't really been the case for me because I really haven't you know reached out to people to collaborate with, but I've heard a lot of stories and. Yeah, it's tough, man, especially if you're vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But at the same time, we have the vegan pass where, like, when you meet another vegan, it's like instant... Uh, oh, yeah. Instant connection, I feel. I feel. Every yeah, vegan I meet I'm, is I'm like instant connection. Oh, for sure. And I'm so happy now that, you know, I was kind of like alone at the YouTube game for a while. And then now there are more and more people starting to uh, spread the message and uh, do more fitness, uh, plant-based fitness-related stuff. Uh, and there are more people with big followings that you know I can uh, talk to and uh, about my, you know my YouTube struggles and uh, just social media and things that other people that I can't really share with other people because no one understands this <laughs> YouTube life. So it's been really cool to see the growth uh, of the movement and uh, just more channels blowing up. Um, and uh, yeah, every single channel that blows up, I'm on top of it. You know, I'm contacting like awesome job. You know, let me know if there's anything I can help you with. And uh, that's how I build, you know, I, I probably know all of the, um, the recent up-and-coming YouTubers in this uh, plant-based scene just by uh, reaching out and, you know, just talking, trying to be of service, trying to help them out if, if there is anything I can help them out with. And then um, things like trying to get all of us in the same team for, like, a supplement company or something. And, you know, these things, uh, like, have been really, really uh, brought a lot of, kind of happiness <laughs> at least social happiness into my life recently because like you say it's like instant connection when you uh, meet someone that is doing uh, similar things to you so it's been really great awesome that you actually still reach out to, to new youtubers i feel a lot of people who have quote-unquote made it are kind of reluctant and don't really care and anymore about the new the new people coming in and just try to think of what they're doing try to sustain it try to automate it but it's really cool that you're still engaging with that yeah i'm trying and um yeah it, it's tough because now there are like thousands and thousands of people trying to do the same thing so it's kind of hard to find these people but if i see someone that is you know made a video that has gotten traction then you know i'm on top of it and that's how i find them um but yeah it's i like i just I remember very well how it was in the beginning uh, when I was uh, before I was plant-based and doing YouTube. No one uh, wanted to collaborate because I had such a small following. So I was just like, how am I supposed to grow if no one else wants to collab with me? I'm seeing all these people collabing and having a great time, and I'm just here, you know, whispering to the camera and eating steaks, and no one cares. So <laughs> you know, it's yeah, I, I know how it feels not to be able to collab with bigger channels, but it's just. Yeah, it's it's just the way it is, and you have to kind of like make it yourself to a certain extent. You don't have to like you know build a, a million following uh, followers, but you have to at least be consistent enough 
and have put in the works and, and know what you're doing and know what you're doing it for um, to have other people be interested in collabing with you. So, um, you know, I get messages all the time about collaborations and, um, you know, a lot of people have, you know, two Instagram posts or something. It's just like <laughs> you can't expect to get a collab after two pictures of you uh, lifting weights. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, a balance between um, l- like reaching or helping people that are starting out, but also making sure that those people are actually in it for the right reason and putting in the work and really believe in what they're doing. So, yeah. So take the ideal 18-year-old that wants to get into YouTube now. They're either a they're a vegan, they're either going into entrepreneurship, they're either going into fitness, they're going into meditation, more metaphysics. What would you tell these people that are coming in now with a more saturated market? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, right now it's actually a, a perfect time to get in, especially if you're uh, in social media and want to get, or even in entrepreneurship. There are not that many um, plant-based focused companies. Sure, there are loads of people trying, but you know, there there there's a ton of ton of room for um, improvement. There is so much, you know, to to do out there. There are so many services and products that you can put out that that will actually work um, because it, this stuff is still super new. Like people who have been vegan for three years, they might think that it, everything is oversaturated, but it really isn't. Like when you compare um, this market to, I don't know, let's say the cross, CrossFit market or the, the traditional bodybuilding supplement market or or something like it, it's tiny and there is a lot of, you know, potential to, to make million dollar businesses or to have uh, a million followers on social media. Maybe it's a little bit harder on social. I think it's easier to make money than build a huge following in terms of uh, vegan related stuff. But just because, you know, I think there are more people that can consume uh, the products and services that you provide in, in your business than uh, people who want to follow you for, let's say, uh, animal activists uh, related content and that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's growing and uh, it's definitely not oversaturated. Like, we need more people. So this is the time to start. <laughs> good point, good point. I guess, like you said, when you're more interested, I've been doing it for a year and almost a half now. So nice. I guess it's not three years, but still, like, you kind of feel, you're surrounded with veganism. So you're like, okay, this is saturated now, as opposed to when you started in. But it's yeah. still a super small market, like you said. Oh, so small, man. There's so much potential. <laughs> like, if I were to quit social media right now, I would be able to come up with, you know, so many business ideas that will work around, like, will be super profitable just around uh, plant-based nutrition, just just around nutrition, and that's it. It's it's super super easy or not easy but it's super unsaturated and um, you know a lot of people have to you, you can't be the first person to start something or a service you you need competition you need to see other examples of people who are doing well already to know that um, you know it's a possibility you don't want to be the first or you could be the first person to do something but the chance of you succeeding then is is a lot smaller than if you see other people already succeeding and just emulating what they're doing, changing it and making it your own and you know just yeah, improving that way. What's the number one best way people can reach out to you and connect with you? You know, I'd say YouTube is my main platform for sure. Um, I'm uh, doing Instagram as well. Um, well, you know, the the only way to reach me 100% is uh, through email, but at the same time, because I get so many emails, I only 
um, I only have time to answer a handful, and usually that's only uh, you know business related questions um, or you know coaching inquiries and and that kind of stuff. And um, but you know in for actual like one on one just random conversations and uh, interactions, I definitely say YouTube would be the the best place. I always read all the comments uh, in the comment section. I try to. Um, I, I like all the comments. I try to reply to as many comments as possible as well, um, but it's it's hard sometimes. But I, I definitely read all the comments and I uh, appreciate all the all the comments that people leave. So uh, I'd say YouTube is the best way to reach me. <laughs> Sick man, I'm super honored that you actually like out of all the the emails that you actually reach out to me. Like that really really makes my week, my day, my month, my year, man. Oh, that's amazing. No, I mean I I really believe in what you're doing, and I think there is you know. The, the podcasting world, especially in what you're doing, is super unsaturated. So I think, yeah, there, there are big, big things coming for you, I think. And I just I love being a part of these, uh, these uh, you know, up-and-coming influencers. And I really think that you have what it takes. So good job. Yo, what's good, my friend? Thank you for making it all the way to the end of the Vegapreneur Podcast. If you did enjoy this interview, please make sure that you smash the subscribe button or anything that emulates the subscribe button makes a difference for me, for the podcast, for the people. Now, before you listen to any other interview, any other podcast, any other music, do any other other type of activity, make sure that you take 30 seconds, only 30 seconds, to write down whatever you've learned inside this episode and how you will take action on these nuggets to better your life, grow that community.